Sucks. And we're back. Hello. Turn the microphone around. There you go. Here, this Hello. way. Carl and Zach. Back Carl and Zach show. Back at it. We are back to talk about the book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. We've been uh, doing a little quick little podcast on a couple of chapters, and uh, we are now on chapters 16, 17? 17, 18. 17, 18? How did I get a chapter behind? I don't know. I think you're messing with me. I pretty, no, because we started up, no. Check, ask, we didn't talk about chapter 16 last time. Ask really? the listeners. Yeah, because remember really? we stopped and we started part three. Oh, man. Okay, but there was such an important thing to say at the end of chapter 16. I hope we hit it last time. I'm pretty sure we did. If not, people are going to have to go read it for themselves. Yep. Go buy so, it. Part three. Yes. A character who wants something. So, can I summarize this? Sure. Real quick, this uh, this chapter, basic to me, speaking from a veteran's point of view, was sometimes uh, veterans are okay with their situations once they leave the military. So if they're struggling with post-traumatic stress, uh, some type of experience they've had in the military, and it's a bad experience, or in this in this case, referring to the book, it's a bad story, they're okay with it. They're okay with living in it because it's something, at least. And, which, you know, in the author, he talks about a female, uh, a few pages in, saying... The women in these situations are afraid to choose a better story because, though their current situation might be bad, at least it's a bad story they are familiar with, so they stay. And so I think that's what a lot of veterans might struggle and face. Um, you know, a lot of veterans say, "Hey, you know, it you I, it's okay to drink." Well, you know, I drink it because I have PTSD and I've been doing it for, you know, twelve years, and it helps. So I'm going to keep doing it when it ultimately it's not the best thing for you. Uh, this is my 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 personal take on the situation. Yeah, that's exactly right. You get comfortable, and even though your comfortable sucks, you're comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. So you don't, you, you return to it because yeah. going outside of that is more uncomfortable, even though yeah. it sucks what you go back to. And, uh, and that's a trap that a lot of people get sucked into, whether it's alcohol or relationships or jobs or whatever. Mm -hmm. So what, one of the things that I picked up out of it was he said, I wanted to do something to write a better story, but my desire... To want to do something didn't actually motivate me to do it. So he had to artificially create something to motivate himself. Because yeah. just the mere desire wasn't good enough. Exactly. So how do you go motivate yourself to do something? Uh, bottom of uh, page 99. And my allergies just started kicking <laughs> up. I'm not bad. crying. It's, I'm not crying. He was out of town up in Michigan, and uh, this is the first day I've seen him since like Thursday last week, so he's just excited and happy to see me. He's overwhelmed. so sad to be gone. He's overwhelmed. <laughs> so the bottom of 99 says, here's the truth about telling stories with your life. It's going to sound like a great idea, and you're going to get excited about it, and then when it comes time to do the work, you're not going to want to do it. And what does Nick Kamalazzo's talk about all the time? you got to put in the work. Yeah. Right. If you don't put in the work, whether it's physically, emotionally, uh, hey, yeah. professionally, if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get a return on it. And people think they should get a return without putting in the work. Yeah. So this reinforces you got to put in the work. And and uh, he says it's like that with writing books, and it's also like that with life. People love to have lived a great story, but few people like the work it takes to make it happen. But joy costs pain. And what do we do? We avoid pain. Mm -hmm. we, we avoid things that make us uncomfortable and return to things that, even though they suck, 
at least it's familiar, mm-hmm. which makes it a little more comfortable. So we got to get outside of that. And it sucks because that's what a lot of the military is. A lot of military is, you know, suck it up, get through it, get over it. Just, you know, you're, you think you're the only one suffering, get over it. And so sometimes, sometimes, not every time, but sometimes with certain individuals, uh, it can basically, that mindset can carry on with them the rest of their life and say, oh, you know what? I'm homeless now, but it's okay because it's okay. It's my problem. I'm not going to, you know, I'm just going to suck it up and do it. I'm going to suck it up and suck it up. I'm homeless. When it basically, if you just open your mouth and say, hey, look, I need a little bit of help. And then a guy that might have served in your, in your platoon or uh, another veteran that you served in a squadron with or whatever, they're like, dude, let me help you out. You know, let me get you a job. Let me get you in a shelter that I know that can help you out. And it sucks because a big portion of this, I, I personally feel, is you know pride. They don't want their they don't, they don't want to hurt their pride, so they're not going to do anything like this. But yeah. I agree. He's uh, he's trying to write his story, and uh, and the story's boring. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, he's got to. He what are we going to do to make his story interesting? Well, he's got to leave home. Well, why why does he leave home? So now they have to create what they call an inciting incident mm-hmm. to make him leave home. And the inciting incident is the thing that makes the story start to happen. Whether it is a, a natural disaster that has now come and devastated your home, so you have to do something different, or it's a relationship is broken that forces you to do something different, or you get laid off from your job, whatever it is, if you don't have an inciting incident that disrupts your comfort, that changes that thing that makes you not want to go seek the pain, that will help you right. grow. Um, without that, you won't enter into a story. So he's talking about how do you force yourself to do that? And he's talking about wanting to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. It's pretty funny because in the beginning, he, he talked about sucking at the tit of the TV <laughs> and and how uh, I one of the images I think is like, I, I, I didn't just suck at it. I was like all over the screen, lick at the screen or whatever, <laughs> meaning that... Whenever he had a spare moment, he'd go sit on the couch and watch TV. He'd, that was the way that he fed himself. And, uh, and and so now he's watching the Tour de France and he's thinking, well, I ought to get a bike and ride it. And it's funny because he says, so initially what I did, I started riding a bike. And he said, well, I really didn't ride a bike. I laid back in the couch and I moved my legs in a circular <laughs> motion like I was riding a bike. But then he went out and he bought a bike. And he, he thought that would be something that would force him to get into it. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Go on into uh, chapter 18 because I didn't read that one because I thought we were on wow. 16, 17. Um, okay. I mean, read, I've read it, but it's been book, six yeah. months since I read it. Uh, so, okay. An inciting incident. So this one was, this was actually one of the chapters that I read recently and it was kind of, it was really interesting to me. Uh, and it, it starts off with the bang, uh, especially when it relates to veteran matters. Um, the smaller paragraph starts off with perhaps one of the reasons I've avoided having a clear ambition is because the second you stand up and point toward a horizon, you realize how much there is to lose. It's always been this way. So when a veteran in my eyes says, you know, they do, they do something crazy and heroic in combat or, you know, in their, uh, their unit, they do something and they get an achievement medal or a combination medal for it. They're like, yeah, great. It's badass. And then they leave the military and then it's like, they refer to them like, well, I'm never going to be that badass again. So I'm never going to hurt myself if I don't try. You know, if I don't try to do the Tour de France, you know, I won't get hurt. You know, I won't hurt my pride or anything like that. So, which kind of ties in back to the previous chapter. And so if they're not going to try, they're not going anywhere. No story's going to happen, but they're not going to get hurt. They're kind of playing it safe, but sometimes playing it safe can end up really hurting you in the long run. Yeah, if you play it safe, then you don't achieve. Yep. 
Keep going. That's good. Um, so there was another portion. Oh, I, I just kind of, so kind of talking about the book itself, the kind of thought it was funny and his, the inciting incident that happened in this uh, chapter was that his friend from Alabama asked him to go hike in like the mountains of a Machu Picchu and, uh, or the Incan trail or something like that. Yeah. Inca trail. And he was, he asked, his friend asked him to come and do it. And then he initially thought, well, no, I'm out of shape. I'm not going to do it. But there's that little incentive was there's a female that he, the writer has been hanging out with. And he, and then he was just nonchalantly talking about it. And then the girl, the female says, Ooh, I want to do that. And so he thought of that as a way for him to get in with her. And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Let's do it together. And so they went out and they made an agreement to go deal with his friend from uh, Alabama along with another friend. And then he's ended up, <laughs> this was funny because he ended up reading about it and he said how like other people that were in shape would call it an excruciating hike and saying, you know, don't do this hike, don't do this walk and, it, you know, to stay away from it. And one person said is uh, accounts of self-inflicted Peruvian torture. So, and then all of a sudden this guy who's out of shape who hasn't worked out in a day in his life and God knows how many years is like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go up to 14,000 feet, drop down, back to 12,000, drop down, keep going throughout this whole trail. So... I don't know. That's just kind of... I think that's actually similar to like somebody who enlists. Like They kind of don't know quite what they're going to be doing, but they ended up doing it, and they're like, oh, buddy, I think I got more than I bargained for. Well, it's on the last paragraph of that chapter. It says, an inciting incident is a doorway through which the protagonist cannot return mm-hmm. when you enlist and go to boot camp. I mean, you can walk out of that, but if you do, you're, yeah. you have really screwed yourself over, yeah. right? So you really you can't do it. It's, it's right. geared for you to not do that. So once you go through that doorway, you can't turn around and go, no, I'm yeah. going to back out of it now. <laughs> and, and if you do, then, then you've taken away a huge opportunity for Definitely. yourself. But, uh, but I think it's also important, he talked about earlier in the chapter, that fear, to him, fear is the body's natural response to keep you from getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And he says, and hurt, being embarrassed is a form of hurt. Right. So fear, when you look out, uh, and think, hey, I want to go do that, but I might fail at it, then that that would keep you from being embarrassed if you didn't go take the chance to do it. Mm-hmm. But in this case, I think it's going to be pretty exciting to see what happens when he goes on his on his mm-hmm. hike to Machu Picchu. Definitely. And um, I, I thought I was, I mean, look at the benefits he's getting now. He, well, I don't want to ruin the next chapter. Never mind. Yeah, you have to wait. Yeah. Make, make Stay tuned. Think. Hey, yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you like it, tell somebody else. Have them listen to it too because... Uh, this book, Donald Miller's A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, which you can get on Amazon, it's not very expensive, uh, is worth buying, it's worth reading, it's a quick read, and it's it's a book that I, I use two to three conversations a week at least. I mention this book and talk about the concepts in it, because if you don't write your own story, what's your story, right? I, I, was, I was telling, when we were at the, the vet rec, 22-kilometer ruck march that we did the day before yesterday in the Detroit area, I was telling them about writing your own story, and I was telling them about, uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, and I'm, I lost that. No, I lost the train of thought. Yeah. Quick tell joke. Um, <laughs> dang. Uh, where's my phone? Um all right, there's a guy that's on a horse, uh, and he never likes to beat the horse. So he has two commands. One is hallelujah, and the other one is praise the Lord. Uh, one time, uh, the horse random, randomly took off, and he was yelling hallelujah, hallelujah, trying to tell the horse to stop moving. And then right before the edge of a cliff, 
he yells it, and the horse stops. And as soon as it stops, he was so thankful, he just said, praise the Lord, and the horse jumped off the cliff. Because that was the command to go. Man, that sucks. <laughs> that tell a joke. is an inciting event through which you there cannot you return <laughs> right there. No, I'm trying to remember what, what when I was talking with the vet rec people about writing their own story. If you don't do it, nobody else will. And if you don't take that chance, and, and these guys have, they've identified that the Detroit area has a bad reputation for taking care of veterans. Mm-hmm. And the, those few groups that are out there tend to work against each other instead of with each other. And so they're, they are now doing an intentional effort to try to pull groups together to get them involved in things like this 22-kilometer walk. And even though it sucks to go do it, when you do something like that, you develop a, a little bit of comradeship and yeah. a bond with the other person that went through the same difficult physical yeah. feat with you. So uh, my hat's off to the vet rep folks. And, and we'll, keep, we'll keep talking about this book over the, the next few weeks until we get done with it. And uh, I want to say something real fast. Sure. This past weekend while uh, Carl was up in Michigan doing the uh, vet rec uh, rough march, um, I was over here in the uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I met. I was at a, I was at a, a rally basically over in Fort Worth, and one of the guys that I talked to, just first time I've ever met him in my life. Uh, I, I don't remember his name right now, but I know I'm going to see him again soon. He, he was wearing his motorcycle vest, and on his vest he had fallen Marines, Marines that he knew of, whether in Desert Storm, whatever. The veterans that he had, he had um, a patch on his vest. And I was just looking at him, kind of just, you know, admiring it because uh, from one veteran to another, you know, it's just kind of something out of respect. And then all of a sudden I saw one of his, uh, one of the patches was Lance Corporal Grant, or I call him Lance Corporal Grant. His name was Lance Corporal Greniger, uh, or Robert Greniger. He served with me in Afghanistan in 2011. Um, Greniger passed away. Uh, he was basically doing combat operations in Sangin, Afghanistan. He passed away. And I asked, I was like, how do you know him? How do you know Lance Corporal Greniger? Or I called him Gren. And then he's like, well, I recruited him. How do you know him? And I was like, well, I served in the Marine Corps with him. And he passed away when, I, when we were together in Afghanistan. And he did all the training with us, too. And so from that instant moment, like, there was such a, such a level of camaraderie and brotherhood between two individuals who didn't know each other at all, completely different backgrounds, different ethnicities. But yet at the same time, they had, you know, their stories, you know, intertwined with each other. The fact that, you know... Like, it's kind of crazy to meet a recruiter that, I don't know, that experience was huge for me. Yep. Uh, and so, but I mean, that kind of goes with, you know, just, you know, that part was kind of plays a basically, maybe not a chapter of my life, but a, a very, very significant paragraph in a chapter of my life, in my story. Because now I met somebody that adds another piece to the puzzle. Uh, so basically, this adds to my story to all the listeners out there. Veteran, civilian, whatever you are, uh, add to your story, find your story, find your purpose, keep going. Um, that's all I got. So a couple of things I'll leave you with. One is uh, prayers and thoughts for folks that are in uh, North and South Carolina. Our Raider Project team got hit really hard. And uh, one of the guys that works very closely with the program couldn't find his house in a boat. That's how, that's how bad it is out there. So Raider Project's going to be pulling together a team. They canceled the climbing trip that's coming up this weekend. And they're still asking people to use the tickets and fly in, but instead they're going to go do some community cleanup or or whatever they can do to volunteer and help with those folks instead of going out to the rocks and having fun rock climbing. We'll circle back around and we'll yeah. redo that trip later on. Second thing is the end of October, uh, the the Vet Expo is coming to the Fort Worth area. And vetexpo.com, V-E-T-X-P-O, 
If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you need to come. It's only 35 bucks for the entire weekend, and it's there's some awesome stuff yeah. that's going to happen. And then we also have a separate thing, but there's a Saturday evening barbecue that, uh, that you also have the option to buy a ticket for. And if there's a veteran out there that can't afford to come, we have some folks that have stepped up and paid for veterans to be able to attend. So go to vetexpo.com, register. If you have trouble being able to pay, then drop us a note, and we'll we'll figure out a way to get you here. Uh, let me rephrase that. We'll we'll figure out a way to get you in the door. You got to get here, but uh, but come. That'll be a that'll be a great event. All right. Uh, be brave. Be, be bold. bold. Be gallant. Thanks.